since I've really gotten in, is there's this word that is often thrown around, a word uh, that, that, we, that I think is kind of used a bit ad nauseum, and that word is resiliency. Kind of this idea that we need to make resilient sailors and resilient this and resilient that. This kind of resilient, this, this kind of drumbeat that the Navy has had and made about making resilient people. And to be honest, I'm not really against it. I'm not against resiliency. In fact, honestly, whenever people want talks on resiliency, they usually call the chaplains. So, of course, I'm not totally against the term or the word. But I don't think it adequately describes human beings. I don't like the word. I don't think it's a good word. And I don't think it actually makes people more resilient, believe it or not. And here's why. What's the definition of resiliency? What is somebody who is resilient? What is something who is resilient? A resilient thing is something that maintains its integrity under stress. So if I bang on this pulpit and it remains a pulpit, you would call it a resilient pulpit. If I, you know, if I hit, if I hit a chair and it stayed a chair, it maintained its integrity under stress, it's a resilient chair. Something that maintains its integrity under stress to me, is the universal definition of resiliency. Most people agree with this. So then what would be the opposite of that? What would be the opposite of something that, that doesn't maintain its integrity under stress, but breaks under stress? What's the word for that? Well, most people would say weak. Other people would say, you know, brittle. Most people, I personally prefer the word fragile. Fragile is generally the word that we use to describe people or things that most easily break under stress. People are things that most often fall apart under stress. But I would posit that the reality is the opposite of something that is fragile is not resilient. It's not something that just maintains its integrity under stress. I would argue the opposite of that is something who grow in, or someone who grows under stress, who becomes more of itself under stress who actually becomes more of who they're meant to be under stress. Not just maintaining its integrity, but growing in its integrity. Growing in its integrity. But here's the funny thing. There is no real word in the English language to describe that phenomenon. There is no word that you can use to describe something that grows under stress. Like think about the hydra in, in, in Greek mythology, the, 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 man, the reptile that Hercules would take a sword, chop off its head, and two more would grow. There's no word to describe that phenomenon in the English language. The closest word used to describe that phenomenon was a word coined by a Lebanese philosopher, Nicholas Nassim Taleb, a former options trader on, on the stock market. He coined it back around 2010. And he called, the, he called this phenomenon the ability to grow under stress anti-fragile. Anti-fragility. Something that doesn't run from suffering. Something that doesn't just endure suffering. But something that embraces suffering. Something that enjoys suffering. Something that appreciates suffering. And we can look at this. This actually, believe it or not, is in nature. What's a fragile thing? A fragile thing, most people would say, is glass. Fragile. Easy to break. Very easily breaks under stress. What's a resilient thing? What's a tough thing? Metal, something that maintains its integrity under stress. But my friends, what grows under stress? What becomes more of itself under stress? I would argue muscle. Muscle becomes stronger under stress. 
Muscle without stress atrophies. Muscle without stress weakens. Muscle falls apart without stress. But you give it stress, you give it pressure, you give it time to recover, and it grows almost indefinitely. My friends, we are not made of glass. We are not made of metal. We are made of muscle. Which means mankind is not here to simply be resilient and endure suffering, but to embrace it. It is through suffering that we grow and become more and more of ourselves. But here's the crazy thing. That phenomenon of anti-fragility doesn't just apply to the body. It applies to the soul. Think about the strongest person that we know. The strongest people that we know. It's not because they had an easy life, but because they had a difficult life. Think about our parents. Think about our grandparents. Think about our heroes. People who've suffered. People who've endured. People who've overcome incredible pain and come out all the better because of it. That's the beauty of humanity. That's the beauty of life. But the, rea the reality is, is how often do you and I look at life and fail to see that? Fail to see that this suffering is actually a good thing. And instead, what do we do? We run. We run from pain. We run from agony. We run from things that make life a little bit difficult. And my friends, the reason for that is because we have a deep fear we have a fear of death. We fear something that will end this life. And so what do we do? We try and enjoy it as much as we can. We try and live the YOLO as much as we possibly can. We try and soak it all up with as many pleasures as you could possibly imagine. But today we celebrate something else. Today we celebrate something that ultimately allows us to see death, not as a, as a career stopper, not as something that ends our life, but something that begins it. My friends, today, whenever we come together and celebrate the cross and the resurrection, we celebrate the anti-fragility built inside the human soul. The anti-fragility unlocked by God for you and I to become who we're meant to be. Sons and daughters of God for all of eternity. My friends, death it was the ultimate stop stopper for centuries upon centuries for almost as long, as long as mankind can remember. And to this day, death remains the ultimate stopper unless we're Catholic, unless we're Christian, unless we come together and celebrate this glorious day, this Easter Sunday, where you and I recognize that death is not simply an ending, but rather an opportunity. An opportunity for you and I to take the sufferings of life an opportunity for you and I to take the agonies of life and embrace them as the cross. Recognizing that Christ, through the resurrection of the dead, has unlocked for us a possibility to reign with Him forever, so long as we live for Him, so long as we believe in Him, and so long as we die for Him. Amen.